Welcome to Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young. If you're looking for something more, something different, something better, this is your opportunity. Over the next hour, we'll talk about inspiration for personal and professional success. Now, here is your host, Dr. Barbara Young. Well, hello there, and welcome to the Transformation for Success radio talk show. I want to thank my listeners from all over the world for tuning into my show each week. Remember, and you can contact the show at info at transformationforsuccess.com because I want to keep those emails coming, and I'll be more than happy to hear from all of you. And for those of you who might be new listeners, Transformation for Success is a live radio broadcast, and it is immediately downcast, downloaded in podcast format for iTunes, Roku, and Stitcher. Also, these shows are rebroadcast on the Empowerment and Business channels on Fridays at noons because we are a syndicated show. So I also want you to check out the Transformation Success Television Online Network on VoiceAmericaTV.com. I have quite a few shows coming up this month with featured guests on The Total Woman Show. So you can access and view these shows on your phone. Believe it or not, on your phone. You can check out my app, Dr. Barbara Young. It's free on Google. And you can listen to the radio shows and check out the television shows. Now, today we have a guest I met a few months ago. I was very intrigued with his story, and I've invited him here today to share with you on the Transformation for Success show. Pedro Corbello is a Cuban immigrant who came to us with just the clothes on his back. He is now a successful entrepreneur with more than two decades in business. He's led over a dozen ventures and coached many business owners. He is a licensed risk manager, exit strategy coach, private jet broker, and property casual insurance broker. He owns and operates several multiple companies. I want you to stay tuned as he's going to share his transformational journey, as well as he's going to share some of the success tidbits that he helps business entrepreneurs to have very interesting lives, but more importantly, become millionaires. (laughs) So stay tuned. And if you have questions and you're listening live, You can call in the show at 1-888-346-9141. So welcome, Pedro, to the Transformation for Success Radio Talk Show. Hello, hello. Hello, Barbara. How are you? I'm fantastic. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm fantastic, and you're calling in from Florida. Am I right? Yes, I am. So it's a little late in the afternoon in Florida. It's 12 o'clock here, 12.05, and it's, what, 3.05 at your place? Yes. Okay. Well, I am so excited because you have, you know, Pedro, when I first met you and we had an opportunity to chat, I was so intrigued with your story and more importantly, the transformational journey that you've experienced. And I know, as I said earlier, you were born and raised in Cuba and you came to the United States when you were uh, a young man with just the clothes on your back. So how is it that you you all came to America, and what happened when you got here? Well, I migrated to the States when I was 14 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, with nothing but the clothes on my back. Came here alone, 
to meet my father, who I've not seen in years. Mm-hmm. Um, when I arrived immediately, I kind of got the grasp that I could do whatever I wanted to do. And that was because right when I landed, um, I was talking about politics and how bad the flight was. And I was talking, I was whispering, and someone said, you no longer need to whisper. This is a free country, and you could be and do whatever you want to do and say. And I literally took that verbatim. Uh, and I never forgot that. And I said, well, I'm free to do what I want and what I and to think and, and to achieve. So I'm going to, I'm going to take advantage of it. <clears throat> By the time I was 16 years old, I, I emancipated because I wanted to be a business owner. I didn't even know what that meant. All <laughs> I know is that through entrepreneurship that I've seen other people, uh, there was success and I associated success with money. Uh, okay. so I, talked to my father and I said, I'm going to quit high school and let's open a moving company. And uh, my father thought I was crazy. We got into an argument and I left the house. I said, I'm going to prove you wrong that there is money into entrepreneurship and I'm going to go open my business. Well, that didn't happen right away. So I finished high school, kind of struggling. And I landed a job right after high school doing deliveries, you know, <clears throat> minimum wage job for a retail communication company. They would sell uh, telephones and cellular telephones and whatnot. For the first time in my life, Barbara, I saw a man wearing a suit and I saw, well, I saw someone making more than minimum wage. That impressed the heck out of me. And I, I now realize that this is not something you see in the movies. This is reality. And through hard work and education that could be achieved. So I started bugging the owner of the company that I worked for every single day for him to teach me how to sell. I said, I want, I want to learn how to sell. And this guy wouldn't take me seriously. I'm, you know, I'm an 18 year old kid, almost 19. Um, you know, I want to be your top sales guy and I'm selling myself to him. He's obviously laughing. So one day that he said, prove me that you can sell and I'm going to give you a task. If you can connect me with someone who can buy, where I can buy my product cheaper, I'll give you a sales job. Well, this is 1998. Um, There is no one in my circle that could connect me to a manufacturing company or a major wholesaler. This guy was already a wholesaler. Um, But I'm resourceful, and I was the only person picking up merchandise for him. So I realized that the boxes that I was picking up to deliver was missing the shipping label. So I decided to go dumpster diving in the company that I work for, not the company that I work for, the company that they will buy for. And I put together all these shipping labels and I came up with the name of the company. Now this is pre Google. So I have a name of a company. I don't have an address. I don't have a phone number. Now I need to find out where's this company located. So I call 411 in every state Back then, the Google for us was 411. And I, I was giving the phone number of a company in New York. And I started calling the company pretending to be the purchasing manager of, that, of the company that I did <laughs> deliveries for. <laughs> so, you know, they believed me eventually. And the day they said, all right, you can place an order. Obviously, I didn't know what I was talking about. Um, and I said, well, I'm not qualified to place that order. I'll put you with the owner of the company. When this man saw this, he immediately uh, realized 
that I had at least guts. And he said, all right, I'll give you the sales job. Within a few months, I was earning more money in a month than I did the whole year. Wow. So I, wow. I, I started learning the art of sales. By the time I was 21, I was the general manager of this company on the retail department. Uh, he gave me a position and said, now I'm going to put you in charge of retail. And I told him, I have no clue. I'm making six figures. I'm a 21-year-old kid making six figures. said, I have no clue. What I've never done retail. We do wholesale here. He says, well, you've proven yourself. You can figure it out. I'm giving you a budget. Run with it. I had no clue. I turned that retail business into an $8 million business within a few years. <clears throat> wow. At that time, I realized that I was making this guy a lot of money. And I said, well, you know, when you offer me the position, you said I was going to get a piece of the pie. All I'm making is a salary. It's good, but I want more. So he wouldn't give me more. That upset me and got me to look. And I started praying for a better, different opportunity. I wasn't happy now at this place. And all of a sudden, I meet a complete stranger who was in the market for somebody like me. Uh, somebody had told him about me. He came out to the store that I used to be headquartered at, offered me a job, and I said, listen, you can't afford me. I'm at the top of the food chain on this industry, and you're starting a new venture, so this is going to put a strain in your finances. He goes, well, you don't know what I can and cannot afford, and if you're so cocky, I'm going to offer you half of the business. If you do what you say you could do, you'll make more money than ever before. Within a week, I quit my job and I went on an adventure with a complete stranger to create what I already knew how to do. And that's why I was sure that I was going to be a success because I was already doing it for somebody else. Now I'm going to do it for myself. By the time I was 24, I had a seven-figure income and had achieved every financial goal that I had planned myself when I was 16 years old. But I still had no formal or financial education. Because mm -hmm. of it, I spent everything I made. Hang out with an entourage, just crazy lifestyle. I was married to kids at the time and um, miserable. I was the most happy, miserable person on earth. Happy because I had some form of achievement or success, but miserable because inside I was empty. And one day, I, I'm a praying man, I believe in God. And, I pray every day and I pray to God for happiness. One day I wake up and I realize that the life that I'm living is not the life that I intended to live. I'm lying to myself. So I woke up my ex-wife and I said, you don't love me. I don't love you. And from today on, we're going to get a divorce. You like money and that's all you care about. I want to raise my kids. Name your price. I'm out of the marriage. She did. Her price was, give it to me all. Well, I can't do that. I can't just give away everything I've built. Um, you know, there's a formula to this. She says, well, I'll make your life miserable, and you'll end up giving, me, giving it to me all. Within three days, I had signed a check and signed over everything that I had worked for. Walked out with my two kids. I'm now a 25-year-old man uh, with a, about $60,000 left in my bank. No job, no career opportunity, no business opportunity to raise a five-year-old and a three-year-old. Um, but I was the happiest man on earth 
Uh, so I had to rebuild. At that time, I go back to my native country of Cuba to kind of recharge and see family. And I had my grandmother that was dying that wanted to see me. And in that trip, I was walking the streets of Havana and I run into my wife now, who happens to be my next door neighbor growing up. And the first girlfriend I had and my uh, Juliet as a teenager, we immediately uh, struck you know, love of first sight the second time, uh, married within eight months, migrated, uh, I say migrated again to the United States because eight months later I'm back into the U.S., newly wed with three kids instead of two. I adopted my wife's daughter. She adopted my two kids, and it was time to rebuild again. So I moved about 300 miles north looking for opportunity, and I found that in a company who believed in me, and I say believed in me is because I went into an interview saying that I had the experience and the education to be a risk manager for that company. When they find out that I had some experience but not the education, they fired me before even getting hired. But before walking out of the building, a gentleman who happened to be the regional manager heard me in the interview. He said, don't leave, come back, talk to the uh, management in the office, give him a job in the pit. The pit was sales commission only for the dying breed. Those who couldn't make quota, they couldn't get rid of them because it was corporate America, but, you know, doggy dog world said, if this kid makes it here two weeks, he'll be a top producer. Within two weeks, I made a large sale, which allowed them to now, we're going to invest in this kid, we're going to train them. So I became a risk manager for this company. I was rookie of the year, making a quarter of a million dollars a year later, got back on my feet, built a portfolio of clients. And within two years, it happens again. I want to make more money. I go back to my manager, said I make 33% of 1,700 sales reps. I make your mortgage payment every month. I want more. Can I have more? It's corporate America. All right, I'm out. So I exited, bought a franchise from that same company and built again. This time I built a massive company. Um, At the height of the company, we were doing $9 million a year in sales. Uh, I built it out of the trunk of my car, already had a base, already had the experience. And we did very well. I achieved every financial success. I was at the top of my career. It was amazing. Had the wife, the kids, the house, the boat, you name it, had it. But I failed to diversify. I kind of had all my eggs in one basket, like any mid-market entrepreneur. <clears throat> I was in debt with a big overhead, and the economy decided to flip on us. I believed in America so much that I said, this would never happen, and I won't let go of my employees, and I'm going to hold on because we're going to bounce right back. Well, bounce right back was two years later and I was broke. I went from having a seven-figure savings account to negative in my bank account. Bankruptcy, done. Sold everything I purchased. Had to rebuild again. This time in my life was I got to do it differently. I got to diversify. I got to do it smarter. At that time, my father got sick and I wanted to be closer to him, kind of give him a little more of me, decided to move back to my hometown and uh, where I kind of grew up in South Florida. (laughs) Excuse me. And um, 
when I get to town, uh, dad passes away and dealing with my father's illness allowed me to see the business within healthcare. So I said, there's business here. It took over a million dollars to kill this man. Uh, he was misdiagnosed four times and this company still made money. There's money to be made here. So I took a low paying job just to learn the industry. Uh, Learned the industry. Within a year, I knew enough to go on my own. Invested a little bit of money. Within three years, I had merged my startup into a medical practice. We took care of about 5,000 patients at the time. Back and, Pedro, we're going to yeah. stop right Back there. Back into the income. Yeah. We're going <laughs> to stop uh, right there no. because we're going to take a okay. quick break, and we're going to be right, right. back. What an interesting story. I know people have learned a lot already, so stay tuned. We're going to come back and find out what did Pedro do next. So listeners, stay tuned. We'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Things Worth Considering, featuring host Gord Riddell and Dr. Jan Hill, is a program that's all about connections. The connections we make with our families, our workplaces, friends, and others around us. It's also about connections to ourself, spirit, feelings, and stories. Let us connect with you each week to explore what we are and what we can be moving forward. We can overcome the obstacles that stand in our way. Things Worth Considering airs live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. If you are looking to deepen your understanding of karma, the law of attraction, metaphysics, mindfulness, and intuition, be sure to tune in each week for You, the Universe, the Holistic Mind with host Catherine Potter. Catherine and her insightful guests will show how everything interconnects, explaining concepts and modalities that connect the mind and body. It's a refreshing look at the universe and the laws that govern it. Listen every Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, thank you for tuning back in to my guest today, Mr. Pedro Carbello, and we're talking about his story from rags to riches. And Pedro, before we went on break, we learned how you went from rags to riches, then rags then riches, then rags. And I'm using that metaphorically because you made money and then you lost, you you know, through certain circumstances, you made money again and then you lost it. And then the last with the second wife and your children, you're having a great life. You've got the car, the boat, you've got things going for you, you're making money. And all of a sudden, there you are in debt, bankruptcy, failure. How did you get through that? 
Pedro, in terms of mentally and with the family, how did you manage to keep your sanity, more or less? <laughs> well, believe it or not, Barbara, it did not affect my sanity. I'm not a materialistic person. Everything mm-hmm. I do has a purpose. Mm-hmm. Now, the purpose, it's not material. The purpose is to prove myself that I can accomplish that. Now, mind you, you know, as you're making money, there's certain things you want comfort and you buy. But I never attached to anything materialistic. I was not the house. I was not the cars. I was not the boat. That was not me. That was just the tools I used to have fun. So I, I always ground myself in times of hardship that I came from nothing. And no matter how bad it gets for me, I still have more than what life by birthright told me I was going to be. By birthright, I was going to be a poor kid in the slums of Havana fighting every day with knives and sticks trying to survive. So the fact that I'm in America and I have more than life said, you're going to grow up here, live here, and I was able to change that, it doesn't really affect me. The size of the house or the cost of the car, it makes no difference to me. Now, I refuse to give up, and I refuse to bow down to what I think by birthright was my inheritance, which is poverty. said I would not die poor, at least not poor of knowledge. So I always got back up in the sense of, doesn't matter how bad it is, I have more than what I would intended to have. So just dust it off, move on. I learned how to do it once. I'll do it again. Um, that third failure was a massive failure because that third failure, I had acquired diversity. I was able to uh, diversify into three different companies, but unfortunately in the same market. So I merged my companies with a national outfit. And at the height of my venture, we had a $40 million evaluation. I was 38 years old. I'm like, that's it. We made it. I go to my wife, we're done. You know, I'm going to cash out and go. Well, it was, a, it was a healthcare program through the Obamacare language, which the regulation changed. The funding wasn't there. Me and my investors, we all lost. So mm-hmm. that loss was the wake-up call and said, you know, my wife got involved into that loss and said, enough. I've seen you make millions. I've seen you lose millions. We don't need the craziness. Let's lead uh, a small, steady, comfortable life. And that's why the elephant now is my logo. Let's just grow steadily. steadily. There's no need for fast growth. We don't need all this luxury. So let's just do this. And, you know, she pointed at the business that we're in now. You have a book of business. You have experience. You have people that follow you anywhere you go. Why don't we build an insurance-based business? Uh, So I didn't believe her. I'm like, you're a crazy woman. You do it yourself. The kids are old enough now, and I'll help you build it. Well, help you build it. I'm already in it. And, you know, (laughs) we've grown the company in the last three years into a seven-figure company from a little hole in the wall that it was going to be my wife's hobby. Um, I'm a workaholic. I, I involve my family time into work, and I just don't know how to quit. You can't tell me no, that I know it's a yes, and I just don't know how to give up. So I'm now growing uh, Insurance Writers of America, which is my core business, a 
insurance brokerage business, licensed in 49 states, Europe and Latin America. Through that company, I've diversified into three other companies, which is a, an airplane brokerage business, a title and escrow company, and now a lending uh, company with the purposes of buying assets like airplanes, mega yachts, commercial property. Uh, so I'm kind of shielding myself in different industries, uh, mm-hmm. preparing for a failure because that's what I do for my clients. I prepare my clients for the failure within the business. When I do a consulting job, so well, your business plan is great. It's perfect. But it's so perfect that you're not including failure. Failure is part of success. So I protect and insure against failure, and I'm doing it for myself, which I never had done it before. Uh, so I now have things in place for when the failure happens, I won't go back to rebuilding from scratch. It's like, all right, I failed. It's transferring to a third party. The risk is mitigated. Write it off. Move on. Tell me, Pedro, uh, I want to get back to, like, uh, I know your company logo is an elephant. So describe what does that mean uh, to you, the elephant? Or the, uh, and I know it has a meaning. So describe uh, or tell me what it means, that elephant logo. I, I now in the stage of my life, I identify with an elephant. At some point, I used to identify with a lion, which is go out, hunt, and kill. And, you know, bring the food mm-hmm. back home. Now, I'm an elephant where I don't need to go out, hunt, and kill. I need to steadily get to where I'm going with people that I love and the herd around me. So make sure that everybody's taken care of. And it's not going to be done in two years, three years, five years. It's going to be over a length of time, career, steady growth. I'll never forget that's the elephant, a relationship. Um, that's, that's why I chose the elephant because I, I strongly identify with it at the stage that I'm in now. Okay. Okay. Now, you know, what do you, you I know you have a lot of clients that, uh, business entrepreneurs you talk to, what do you do, uh, in the case when you have people, cause right now it seems a lot of entrepreneurs, they don't want this steady growth. They want it in a hurry. They want to make this money, I mean, <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and, and any, anybody will tell you usually it's three to five years to get your business up and growing. But I, I realize there's so many people that want it in a hurry. So how do you handle them? What do you tell them? I tell them that's not real. You're not building a uh, business with longevity. Now, you could build a profit center to then flip it or exit from it in, so, in a certain way. And that you could build fast. And I made the money, I walk out. Nothing that gets built in a hurry that makes money right away is sustainable. And the reason is you have to prepare those around you to be part of the business. That takes time. Even if you have the financial success, the communication and the preparation on the human capital will take time to have that business turn real profits down the street. Now you can have short-lived success. That's achievable if you if you have the skill set and if you have the capital. But um, the long-term success, you know, the business that the legacy that you can um, live to your children, grandchildren, that's not built overnight. And and I have a conflict because I'm in the space with all 
you know, the influencers, and I'm in this space with the consultants and the gurus that go and, you know, they build this massive shows and they tell the public, yes, it can be done. Look at me, look at me. And that's, that's not reality. They're, they're, they're misleading our youth, in my opinion. Reality is start something, finish it, associate with yourself with people smarter than you, and be wise in how you diversify. That takes time. It's like I say, when I'm on stage, I say, hey, I have 20 years of instant success. It took me 20 years to be the successful person that I am. You know, I'm lucky. I've been lucky. Yeah, that, that's reality. And any, any real entrepreneur that's selling tangible products or services mm-hmm. would agree with me. Now, the fly-by-nights, you know, the, the click-click-buy, as I call it, they won't agree with you. They'll say, hey, now, look at me. I make $3 million a year. Yeah, that's great. How much of that are you keeping? How are you growing into your space? So, you know, they're, they're using most of the proceeds to kind of show off, look what I've accomplished, mm-hmm. and not really taking the time to build the roots of an empire, to build the roots of, of something that could be passed down through generations. Now, with your wealth of experience and knowledge, Pedro, what has been... Uh, your greatest success story with an individual that you were able to pour your knowledge into are individuals. What has been your greatest success? I, it's, it's a client who we are now friends named Diego. Now I've had success stories into the 60 to $80 million exit through telling them how to do it. That's great. But those people already had the capital to grow upon that business, to kind of extend into that business. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's relatively easy to achieve because if you have the capital and the willpower and, and the structure around you, and the structure around you, um, you can grow into that exit. Now, Diego was different. Diego came to me seven years ago, no money, bad credit, Bad habits. Mm-hmm. Skill set, great skill set. And he came to me, I need your help. We went to high school together. We kind of saw each other in the streets and it's like, man, I just need to pick your brain. I need your help. And he presented his financial situation to me. He presented his struggles to me, but it turns out that he had a particular skill set that he sought out in the country not everybody knows how to do. And I coached him from that day on until now where he's built a seven figure company, seven figure income company has achieved all the financial goals that we set out to achieve. And he's now ready to exit his company for a comfortable mid market seven figures. Um, And he often calls me because man, I owe it all to you. And I say, you don't owe me anything because you did it all. I gave you the blueprint you follow through like nobody else has followed through. I wish I had his discipline. The guy's discipline is just a Marine. Um, he's able to, you know, he's able to grow his company that's more than great. any other client of advice. I think that's great. You know, um, when you start uh, reflecting, which I'm sure you do at your age, what do you think was your biggest challenge? Did you have a mentor? 
And how did you overcome it? Uh, my biggest challenge has been myself and shifting my mindset. Mm-hmm. I've overcome that with mentors, and I associate myself with people smarter than me. For example, my attorney who's in the room and business partner. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a scholar of knowledge. I, 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 I levitate to people who can teach me anything in any facet of life, whether it's spiritual, financially, um, any kind of education. I'm just sitting down and writing it down, soaking it in, because you don't know when you can apply that knowledge into any scenario. Um, that's basically how I've overcome things. You know, how, to, how does this work? Can I do it differently? And who can help me get it there? Um, the support system, per se. It, sound, it sounds intriguing because obviously you have a hunger and a thirst as well as a curiosity but to be this entrepreneur, to be the best and to make right. money. Okay. I, you know, one of the things that well, intrigued me when I talked to you, when I first met you, was your ability to interact with people. You have that natural ability. Did you find that that was a help uh, with you along the way? The, the ability to be able to relate to people immediately. Yes. I, I noticed that at a young age, somebody pointed it out to me, and I've capitalized on on that virtue. I mean, I, I've been fortunate enough; I was born with it. That's mm-hmm. um, just me, uh, but I've made the best of it. So, because I recognize it, I use it towards my advantage in developing relationships. And I think it's and I think it's great. Is that something that when we talk about building relationships and having that affinity, not everybody has it, but you know, as a natural uh, ability. But when you're talking to some of your business entrepreneurs, what's sort of the some of the advice that you share with them? It depends um, if it's. If it's personal advice, I, I look into the spiritual side of things. You have to be whole inside. You have to be full inside in order to tackle anything. And that's where it starts. It starts with you. And that's where most people miss the bus. They start with the outside. Um, you really have to fix the inside before you can make any kind of progress. Um, so yep. I, I usually start with that. So how did you fix your inside? How did you start with, with, because you're talking about that's something you tell people. How did you do that in one single sentence? Well, <laughs> I started my house um, and I asked okay. those around me, it's what am I doing wrong that you don't like and how can I do it differently? And okay. I listen and it, it, it's the most uncomfortable thing because the people that love you tell you how bad you are and how do they not like X, Y, Z. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you're able to change that, then you can change anything. Okay, um, so you, you actually willing, sort of, oh, I didn't mean to interrupt. You sort ahead. of opened yourself up uh, and sort of asked people uh, and listened and and learned what they liked about you and maybe what, what they didn't like about you. Is that right? Correct. Yep. Okay. That's great. And then uh, willing I, to shift that and change that, it was what puts you in a better position. Well, you know, criticism or even when people give you criticism or even suggestions, it is really difficult for some people to accept that because they're so insecure. So it's a little risky sometimes uh, in going in that direction. 
unless a person is really ready to receive that. Uh, Most business entrepreneurs, I'm sure that you've met, already feel that they've done all that inside work and uh, (laughs) they don't need (laughs) to hear from somebody else about you need to clean up your house, you know, you need to get it in order. But I'm glad to hear you say that. Because I think it is so yeah, compelling. with me, I want to hear it. Even my employees now, I tell them, just, mm-hmm. just tell me, you know, be be honest with me. I won't get offended, and I won't. Just give me your 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 worst of me, your uh, worst opinion of me, your best opinion of me, and how can I have a better relationship with you? I think uh, so that's kind of cater to the other person. Um, it's it's how I know how to do it. I think that's great. You know, we're in the age of social media now, and it's growing and it's changing every day. How has it helped you uh, in your past endeavors? Social media? Well, you know what, Pedro? We're going to take a quick break. We're going to be back. We're going to be right back. And you're going to answer that question. How has social media helped you in your past endeavors? Because it is, we're now in that age of digital communication. So listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with my guest today, Mr. Pedro Cabello. We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. Please join Dr. Sarah, a.k.a. Dr. Red, on an amazing journey of love, soul, abundance, compassion, and authenticity. Dr. Red is a well-renowned healer, hypnotherapist, author, and speaker who has overcome personal challenges to emerge stronger than ever before to reach out to you and heal you emotionally, mentally, and spiritually for the most informative and enriching experience filled with unbridled laughter and insights on life, health, culture, and society. Tune in to Dr. Red's. Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. We hear just be you a lot these days. But who are you? What is an authentic life? The answer to these questions and more will be answered on The Authentic Living Show, hosted by Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of today's spiritual, psychological experts and will provide her own wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your I am. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, welcome back to my guest today, Mr. Pedro Carbello, and we're talking about From Rags to Riches, the Pedro Carbello story. So, Pedro, we were talking uh, before we went on break about your success story and what you've done um, 
uh, with all these multiple businesses and how you've diversified and how you've navigated not only once but twice but three times of making millions, losing millions, making them again, recouping your losses and coming back. So after three times, you are now this successful entrepreneur. And one of the things that I had shared, and I want to thank you for sharing of yourself today and and giving us some insights into who Pedro really is. Um, And you've mentored a number of business entrepreneurs, and I want to thank you for that and for sharing some of your suggestions that you do give to them. And my question was, we're in the age of social media And it's growing and changing every day. So how has it helped you in your past endeavors? And what do you kind of see for the future? Tough question. Social media has has changed how I advertise, has changed the structure of my business, has changed how I look at partnerships. Social media, those who are not on board will have to pay a lot of money to be part of the future three to five years from now. Um, I happen to get in early enough. I have a good following on social media, good engagement. Um, I recently had a a really big transaction that I would not expect Anybody looking for that kind of product in social media, in the aircraft uh, business, uh, it don't end up being a seven-figure transaction that came out of social media without necessarily advertising. I'm just doing what I'm doing, and, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of documenting my daily routine. Um, I'm not necessarily saying, you know, click here, buy here, look at me, this is what I sell. People just kind of get it, and they follow me, and they engage, and and they buy whatever is uh, the, the the service or the product that I have on my on my website because it variates depending on the week. I I kind of promote <clears throat> one service, one product throughout the multiple ventures that I have. So social media, I kind of look at it now as a big networking event to pull from hundreds of thousands of people. Uh, right now, in the room that I'm in, I'm building a new a new relationship with a social media influencer and we're about to do some epic stuff. And he's listening to the conversation. And he's like, yeah, he's shaking his head. <laughs> and we met on social media and <laughs> it, it, it'll grow from there to do great things. So okay. you know, through social media, well, I'm now sponsoring a mega yacht event to help a kid with cancer. And we've raised about a quarter of a million dollars. So it's, it's, I think it's the only way it's going to be the only way of advertising uh, eventually, even radio and TV are going to be part of, you know, digitally social media. So the traditional forms are going to die out eventually because it's cost effective. And, you know, look at us, how we're having this uh, a broadcast, live broadcast. Yes. Right, right. Technology has uh- afforded us uh, many things that we didn't have Absolutely. just a few years back. Absolutely. It's wonderful. Well, I just want to get your take on it because I know that you've, you're big in social media and you've done a lot of things. And I want to applaud you for the things that you're doing um, to help people and Thank to you. be of service, uh, Pedro, because really, when we think about money um, and, and money can be used in such positive ways, 
And that's why I think I liked you when I first met you, because I knew you were a man of means, but you also use those means to help other people have changed lives. But one intriguing question I had, too, for my listeners is, you are selling private jets. Are you selling or leasing them? I know that, that, how did you get into selling private jets? Is there a market for them today? Who's buying jets? There's a big market for it. Really? I sell them. I, I sell them and I lease them as well. Okay. Um, and it all started with, I think I want to do that. And I literally got mm-hmm. up from my chair and I walked into an airport and I want to do my, you know, curiosity. I got to meet somebody in this industry and kind of work my way through it because I like it and I want to do it. Um, <laughs> I'm in this <laughs> space now and I'm, I'm a player. Uh, I happen to come across the right individual with the right kind of knowledge. And, and I said, you know, would you be okay if I buy your knowledge? And this is how much I'm willing to pay for you to teach me as much as you know. And that's was catapult my aviation brokerage business. Um, again, <laughs> you got to associate with people smarter than you. That's just how it is. Okay, I have so no you- ego. I buried my ego a long time ago. And um, I'm a student of those who are willing to teach me. Well, I'm interested in getting a jet. No, I'm teasing. (laughs) Uh, Uh, Bring it. I got a few. (laughs) Okay. Uh, You got any smaller ones, uh, four-passenger jets? Yeah, you do. Well, there's a new one now coming up. Yes, there's a new uh, uh, manufacturer making a four-passenger jet, which is uh, disrupting the marketplace because it's it's affordable and it's fast. And it's cost what effective. About, so it's, one of the um, things I've thought about, too, what about the liability, the insurance on these uh, planes? When you have a private jet, you have to be insured, of course. Um, yes. yes, you and have to. Do you handle the insurance aspects of it? I do. I handle the insurance aspect, that, aspect for private jets, commercial mm-hmm. property, mega yachts, anything that flies, floats, or has a roof. I kind of do a risk strategy behind it along with an insurance policy so if there is a loss a third party bears you know 80 or 90 percent of the loss and all you have to pay is a small deductible mm-hmm. or a small premium uh, so that's that's kind of how i was introduced into aviation you know, the first time i insured an airplane i said oh i i gotta go into this there's there's just beautiful the industry is gorgeous i gotta go into this kind of industry and it led me to where i am now I think that's great. You know, um, one of the things I noted about jets is I was kind of doing a little bit of research because I've always actually been intrigued about having a private jet, boy. But basically, it's that you you rarely hear of them really being in accidents or crashes. So, um, I mean, there are very few that you hear of that have actually have, you know, situations where they have crashed. So... That's interesting, too. Have you done any stats on that? Or when you sell them, do you talk about that at all? Is that an issue that anybody brings up? Yeah. How safe uh, uh, the airspace is and um, all of that? Right. And I, I, what I do is I show them that it's the safest form of transportation mm-hmm. because of the redundancy in how it's operated. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not just the pilot flying it. There's, there's a team of people assuring that that bird will take off and land safely. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, most most of the accidents are human error. Um, 
most of them. It's, it's, it's okay. very safe. Uh, I've insured some private jets uh, cheaper than I've insured certain homes. <laughs> it's crazy. Okay. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> I have one final question for you, um, Pedro. You know, if you could set up a huge banner anywhere, where would you put it and what would it say? I would put it in a school. Mm-hmm. And it would say, you can achieve anything you set your mind to. Okay. I love it. So we'll have that in a school, and you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. And certainly, you are one of those who set your mind on being a success. And truly, you have not only with money, but as an individual, a family man, and a father. So I want to thank you, Pedro, for a very insightful interview today and taking the time to be on the Transformation for Success radio talk show. I wish you well on your continued journey to unite the world of business with essential wisdom of mind, body, and spirit. And thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you, Dr. Barbara. You're welcome. This is Dr. B. And I'm so happy we had our guest today, Pedro Carbello. And I want to just have a little final word to say, because, you know, there is a secret psychology to money. And I think Pedro may have found it because most people don't know about it. And that's why most people never become financially successful. The lack of money is not the problem. It's merely a symptom of what's going on inside of you. You have to first decide what you want, and that's what Pedro did. And next, you have to believe that it's positive and possible and that you deserve it. Then you have to focus on thinking about it and visualizing it as if it were already yours. And there is a price to pay to get it. With discipline, with effort, and perseverance over time. And thank you, Pedro, for being the model for us today to come into the United States with the clothes only on your back and succeed today to be the human being that you've been and successful with your businesses and moreover, to share it with others in the world. So remember... Listeners, to check out my online television network, TransformationSuccessTV.com. This is Dr. Barbara Young signing off, and be ye forever transformed. See you next week with my guest, Dr. No, it's Mr. Achilles Laurea from New York. So thank you. Be blessed. Have a great week. appreciate you joining us for transformation for success please join your host dr barbara young again next tuesday at 3 p.m eastern time that's 12 noon pacific time on the voice america empowerment channel or join us for our replay every friday at 3 p.m eastern time and 12 noon pacific time on the voice america business channel have an outstanding week